All right. So here we are. Yes. Podcast. Now. Podcast. It's running. It's it's recording. It's, it's running podcast. and it's and it is it's podcast time. As the, the <laughs> Germans would say. It's podcast time, as who would say? The Germans. The Germans would say. All right. Yeah, and the German who would probably say hallo and herzlich willkommen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, hello and welcome to our podcast. Yes, that's what the British would yeah. say. And the Chinese would say, Dajia Hao, Huanin Guangyi Woman, the podcast. Oh, wow. Okay, you're going to keep doing that, aren't you? Okay, until we don't have any listeners anymore. No, uh, it's, it's all good. I, you'll, I'll still be here. I like it. Okay. I say, mm, go on. <laughs> Siri, serious. Uh, <clears throat> serious. Serious. Serious yes, face. Yes, serious face. Hello, and welcome to this and our podcast which still doesn't have a name and probably will by the time these epi this episode is released. We are hoping so. We are hoping so. And we are... It's your cue. Oh, this is me, is it? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. My name is Kate and I am... I, that's, that's basically it. That's, 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 all, that's all there is to me. Um, <laughs> um, I am uh, a. I don't really know what what to to um, sort of declare of myself. Um, I am. In? I am in what I'm interested in. I am interested in all manner of things. I'm. I am a bit of a gamer. I tend to spend some time doing quite a lot of time actually playing flight simulations of various things. A little bit of uh, Elite Dangerous and a little bit of. Um, sort of your, your Diablo things when I want to just go out and like murder massive amounts of demons. Um, I'm also very interested in history, um, religion, philosophy. Um, I'm fascinated by things like the paranormal, stuff like that. And I am here to talk to you uh, and to anybody else that happens to show up about any of these things and more. Yeah, this sounds very interesting, in fact. And mm -hmm. I think this is also the reason why we are here together because I happen to share and the uh, same interested more or less hmm. in the gaming section we diverge a little if you catch me gaming then you will find me playing more or less Minecraft or <gasps> Europa Universalis 4 mm -hmm. or stuff like uh, Genshin Impact as a matter of fact who's that one? I've not heard Genshin Impact. It's 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 a new uh, RPG. It's a little like Zelda Breath of the Wild. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am Fenya. Hello, Fenya. Hello, Kate. It's um actually I'm I'm gonna say it's uh it's interesting that you mention Minecraft because yes that is one I haven't played in a long time but I I have been through phases where I just I lose myself in Minecraft completely. Um, I, um, I, I sort of avoided it for quite a long time, way, way back, because I, 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 I sort of looked at it and I, I sort of, I, I saw the, the, how the graphics are and I thought, well, it, I mean, it's, it's, I've got to be honest, I, I sort of wrote it off as a kid's game. Mm -hmm. And then when, when eventually one of my, I, I, I joined one of my, my friends and they were playing it and, and I, I realized just what it actually was, and I just fell in love with it completely. So yes, Minecraft as well, although I haven't played it for quite a long time. 
Yeah, I have to be careful with Minecraft because, like you say, you can lose yourself in this game. It's yes. You start it up, and then five minutes later, it's three hours later. <laughs> all too easily. Yeah. But I've always I've always been like that with all sorts of games. Um, I mean, I do that with my my, my simulators and things. I'll I'll set off, and I'm I'm one of these people who um I love nothing more than uh, sitting at my computer with a checklist clicking buttons on the screen you know so it's like i'll i'll be sitting in my simulated 737 clicking all the buttons to switch the engines on and the air conditioning and all that kind of thing and and i i and then i obviously get on the flight and everything and and i i do i just completely lose myself so yeah i can understand you there it's it's it has something yeah and while we are at it this is what this podcast is more or less going to be. Hmm. Just us two and maybe one or two guests, whoever we can press ganging into joining us. <laughs> <laughs> and we are talking about anything from gaming to history or whatever we feel like. Yeah. Um, yes, because we... we, we um we share an interest in 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 history, in particular parts of of, of history. Um, I know we've spoken before about um, the Romans. We both have an interest there. Is that right? Yes. And your interest was in the part of the late Republic area. That's right. Changing um, to the early Empire area. That's right. Yeah. Um, always been very very sort of interested in that. I'm. Um, I'm very interested in uh, the sort of um, what you might call the religion, the religious aspects of, of, of sort of Roman society. I'm very interested in their, their the, the sort of mythologies and so forth, especially as the, the sort of parallels with the Greek and all that, uh, all that kind of thing. Um, but the, the sort of slightly more, can I say, esoteric, the slightly more mystical history, you know? These mm -hmm. are the things that I'm really interested in, um, but the, the the whole the whole subject uh, the whole subject fascinates me. Though I've always said my my sort of understanding of history goes up to about 1200 AD, and then pretty much stops. After that, I don't really know what happened. <laughs> the Dark Ages. Apparently so. Apparently oh, no, so. No, we lost all historians. <laughs> yes, that was it. It all went away. Old <laughs> Ages. <laughs> but yes, so that's it. Um, <laughs> so that's me. Um, and uh, what else would you? Uh, what else are you wanting to? Uh, what else are you wanting to cover? What else do I want to cover? I want yeah a lot. <laughs> this is the problem. In advance, I would like to apologize to all native speaking, <laughs> uh, native English speaking. <laughs> listeners for what is going to happen to the English language. And I would like to apologize to all non-native uh, speakers of English for the fact that as a, <laughs> as a British person, I only really speak English. So the reason you're having to listen to this podcast in English is largely me. Sorry about that. Yeah, and it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that we can reach a broader audience with English. 
<laughs> also true. Also true, I suppose. Otherwise, we would record it in clicks. We could do that. We could do it in Morse. Oh, yes. Deep, 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 deep. Yeah. We could do it in Morse. That'd be good. A whole podcast. How long do you think that would take? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> when, when you just told me about getting lost in clicking the buttons and pressing the switches and switching the levers of airplanes, oh. did you hear oh, yeah. of that poor, I think it was a French bloke, who got as a birthday present a flight in a fighter jet? <gasps> really? No, I didn't hear. I mean, I know, I know. People do. They have. Uh, you get these little uh, tokens, don't you? These little vouchers that you can mm -hmm. that you can do. So, what happened to him? Yeah. Uh, the what I have to send ahead is that he didn't even have any interest in in airplanes, especially fighter airplanes. But his workmate thought it would oh. be a good idea, and mm -hmm. he got so nervous that he pulled the wrong lever in the one that says eject no <laughs> <laughs> that's one you don't want to be pulling really <laughs> no especially when you're a pilot and the people behind you pull it with all one <laughs> i'm guessing he's it didn't help him with his nervousness about <laughs> the situation <laughs> oh no Apparently, from what I know, it, this happened a long, I think a long time ago in Belgium. Also. Yeah. What apparently everybody got away more or less unharmed. Good. Apart from the well, one or other soiled pair of underwear. <laughs> Nothing bruised but pride. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. I am. Um... Yeah, it's 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 odd actually. Um uh I I love doing my flight simulations, um, but I'm actually very nervous about flying. Um actually doing it. Um which is you know, I know it, I it's it's, it's, it's flying yourself. Sorry? Flying as a passenger or flying yourself? Um flying as a passenger. And it's completely unjustified because you know, I know it's a cliche. I know it's terribly cliche to say, you know, oh, it's the safest way to travel, but it is the safest way to travel. So, you know, it's, it always feels a little bit uh, silly, but it's just, um, it's just a thing, you know. I've, but it, 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 it's sort of, it's sort of quite odd when I'm sitting on the on the runway in my flight simulator and I'm sitting there, um, you know, looking down the runway just before you take off, and there's there's the bit where they they throttle up. You know, they put they put the the power on and the engines. You suddenly hear the engines like howl and and you you get pushed back in your seat and it pushes forwards along the runway and and um, I I hate that bit. <laughs> Absolutely hate that bit. And even on even on a simulator, I can be sitting there and when I I put the throttle slider up and I hear the engines and I'm, there's still this little bit of me, even though I'm sitting here safe and sound at my desk. There's still a little bit of me that that sits here thinking, "Oh, I'm quite nervous." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Yeah, I, I personally have a love-hate relationship to this, especially this part of taking off. Mm -hmm. I like the feeling of getting pushed into the seat and feeling this raw power. 
Yeah. But on the other hand, I have the same uh, uh, prejudices concerning flying. I know it's yes. the safest way of traveling, and I know it's not not very. Uh, I I don't need to be scared. Mm. But in the back of my head, I have this thinking of like, uh, yeah, it's safe, but what if it isn't? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but um, uh, but uh, I've I mean, you know, it's um. You can read all the books and things that you want, but it's still it's still very kind of uh, very much about your your own uh, disposition, I think, your own sort of how yeah. nervous you are and all that kind of thing. So. But um, I have kind of uh, I've dragged us onto aeroplanes, and that's probably not what this is wholly going to be about. So why don't we um, uh, just uh, cover a few of the other things that we're going to be uh, we're going to be um, looking at. Yeah, apart from aeroplanes, we are looking like we said before. History should we cover this, or do you think we covered that already in detail? In in detail. detail? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, all of history is 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 interesting. I'm I'm one of these people who who um, I I love to find out things. So uh, especially. When they're not of immediate use to me, um, this is this is the thing. I can always learn things better when I'm not having to learn them for something. So it's like you know, my job says, "Oh, do this training course," and that's difficult. But you know, let me come home after my work and go and dig into, you know, learning about Romans or Vikings or Byzantines or Mesopotamians or whatever. Oh, I'm interested. So. There's quite a lot of history to deal with. How are you for science? Science, uh, like history, this this uh, thing where I know random bits. Mm -hmm. I know enough to make a good impression in a small talk, but I don't know really enough to keep it running past a certain point. Well, that sounds ideal, because I'm I I know quite a lot of. Um, I, I like to think interesting things about science. I mean, things certainly things that interest me, um, but I don't have any qualifications or anything, so I can I can talk. Um, what would be a good phrase? Absolute rubbish. Um, about <laughs> Unqualified about things, commentary. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Um, I mean, I'm very interested in things like astronomy and um, all that kind of kind of stuff i like to think about sort of the universe and where it came from and where it's going and all that sort of stuff but i do it without any any actual you know scientific qualification to do so um Same here. but there are lots of lots of things about that that interest me so um you know i've no doubt if you give me free reign um at some point i i will probably end up talking about that kind of thing yeah why not hmm? what i'm also interested in is cultures mm -hmm. like Contemporary cultures, yeah, and because I think if we want to get to know each other and get along with each other in a globalized environment, it's very very important to understand at least or know about at least in about each other's cultures. Yes, I mean we too hail from 
Europe. I'm German, you're British, and we have a lot of common cultures on the broader part, like we share more or less the same holidays. We grew up in more or less a very similar belief system, I think. And yes, I think. I think apart from the language, oh, well, it's, it's very comparable. But yeah. I am at the moment living in Taiwan due to family mm -hmm. reasons. I'm married to here. And yeah. I have more or less a culture shock every second day. Not so much like when <laughs> I first came here, but it still happens. Yeah. I can imagine when it's a when it's a culture that is so I was gonna say remote. I don't mean remote as in disconnected as in you know, um but Wait. it's it, it is as you say, we 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 share a a European sort of cultural basis, albeit you know, there are plenty of differences between the, the actual nations of Europe, but but broadly, you know, we have a very mm. intertwined sort of history. But I mean, I don't, I can't speak for, for 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 other European countries. But I mean, certainly in in my education and my upbringing, there wasn't a great deal of anything outside of Europe and America. <clears throat> you know, this was this was the, the 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 history and and culture, whatever that I was taught about. So, you know, for me to go somewhere like Taiwan, like China or Japan or Korea or you know somewhere. In, in in the the the, the sort of um, East Asian region, that would be quite a. I imagine it would be quite a, um, uh, quite a, a lot to, to to kind of adjust myself to. Um, so uh, yes, I can imagine it's. Uh, I can imagine it is quite an educational experience for you. I mean, I know one major cultural difference between Germany and Britain is the. If I remember correctly, Britons tend to have two separate faucets on their sinks in the bathroom. Oh. One for hot water. Oh, for faucets! Cold. Yes, faucets. Yes, uh, taps. Yes, in in, yes. in we, we we call them taps. Yes, um, we do. And do you know it's it's funny. It's something somebody mentioned um, made me think about that the other day. Uh, not actually that long ago. I say the other day. It was it was a few months ago. When somebody said something about, I think somebody on Twitter said something about, well, what do you, what, you know, they were being a bit scathing and they said, oh, what do you think of, what do you think, uh, what do you expect from a country that still has separate taps for hot and cold? And I'm like, and yeah, it does seem, it seems so normal for me, but yeah, apparently for, for a lot of other um, societies, a lot of other cultures, it does seem very, very strange. And I can sort of see why. I mean, why would you want to have a tap that is very, very hot and one that is very, very cold and not be able to control the temperature of either of them? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like we always work, we see, we work on the assumption that if you're going to want to adjust the temperature of the water, it's because you're putting in, putting it in a bowl or something, not just as it's coming out of the... <laughs> you have to put the plug in, basically. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, it's it's very odd, and it and it was like I said, they they sort of mentioned it, and I, I kind of didn't really register what they were talking about at first, and then and I was like, actually, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> <laughs> do Do you have something where you think 
in a similar way about Germany, where you just think like WTF. I wish I knew enough to. I wish I knew enough to to to, to know these little differences. Um, the I I mean, and it's entirely it's a it's a point of some shame to me. I think I've I've got to say I've got to, not well not shame necessarily, but it's it's sad that I haven't traveled more and i haven't really you know for all the interest i have in the world and finding out about the way other countries do things and the other other people do things and so forth i've I've never really traveled very much i've visited several other european countries but i've never been outside of i think the furthest south i've been is malta um i visited uh germany very very briefly during a holiday we went to, and I always want to, um, the city of, I always, I always want to call it Cologne because it's easier for me to call it that. Ah. Um, <clears throat> you can use the letter name. There is if a, <laughs> yeah, there is um, that O with the umlaut on it. Um, the O, yeah, the U. U. Köln, Köln, yes, correct. Köln. Um, so we went, uh, we did visit there um, briefly and uh, and had a, had a sort of look around the town, but it was only sort of for an afternoon. And I I would love to um, to to travel a bit more, but um, a lot of my a lot of my my experience of the rest of the world, I'm afraid, I tend to do through my computer, either by talking to people like yourself or you know, from various other places or uh, or from just reading up. So I don't really have any kind of, you know, certainly, you know, the society that I live in and the way we do things is what I'm familiar with. But it takes other people quite often pointing to, to things that we're doing, like the taps or, mm. you know. <clears throat> There's lots of other things I could mention in, in political terms that I'm going to keep out of this podcast. Um, you know, but other people will point to us and say, "Why do you do it like that?" And I go, "Don't know, really." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it's exactly the thing. Uh, I think you don't need to be so hard with yourself there, because until I met my wife, I, for me, traveling was basically something that happened for other people. I, yes. The furthest north I went was Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And the further south I went was Rimini in Italy. Okay. And apart from two weeks, I spent in Canada visiting a family member. And this was also when I was around six years old. So I don't count this as real travel experience because all I did there was tagging along with the rest of the family and watching the Niagara Falls and eating hamburger and drinking root beer and yeah. visiting Tom Hortons, eh? stuff like this. So mm. my knowledge from the outside, about the outside world was also more or less through the internet. Yeah. And yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, and the, the taps, the two taps thing, that was something I encountered the first time in my life in Scotland. Yes. It's... Um... <clears throat> I I do love Scotland. Um I live in England. Um 
but my um, family are from Scotland on one one parent's side. I would very much love to um, to to go and spend some more time there. But, oh, Scotland, uh, it's gorgeous. <clears throat> it is a very very nice place. Um, we um, talking about uh, how far north and south we've been. Um, as I say, I think uh, the furthest south I've been is is, is Malta, um, and the furthest north I've been is to the uh, is to Orkney, which is uh, for for those who don't know the um, the names um, at the very top of the United Kingdom, at the top of Scotland, there is a uh, there are two groups of islands, sort of one one north of the other. Um, and the, the northernmost group is the Shetland Islands or Shetland, and the southern of the two is Orkney. And Orkney is I have um, some family in Orkney, and we've we've visited there occasionally. And that that is a lovely, lovely place. <sighs> I want to go there now. Yeah, me too. One place I need to visit is uh, oh, I still don't know how to pronounce this island. Isla, the island Isla. of Isla. Yeah, yeah. Because, as a matter of fact, I happen to, in air quotes, own a square foot of land in Isla uh, next to the Lafroy distillery. The Laf I don't know the name of the distillery. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's it's Laf it's L A P H O L A P H R O I I Lafroy. Yes. I, I, I do know the one, and I don't know how you pronounce it, and I really ought to. Let me see if I can uh, find that out. Um, <laughs> because I'm sure at some, at some point it says, this is how you pronounce this. Yeah. Um, oh, Lafroig. Lafroig. Lafroig, apparently. Okay. So yeah, I'm told. When I visited Scotland, we visited the Glenfiddich. Glenfiddich. Yes. Glenfiddich. Glenfiddich. Yep. I don't know how to pronounce this. Glenfiddich. Uh, Glenfiddich. Hard, hard K on the end of that. Yeah. Well, and uh, the it, tour it... guide. Sorry. No, no, go on. Uh, and the tour guides made a contest about if we could pronounce the name of Glenfiddich. And I tried, and the tour guide said, please don't try again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Um... It's actually not a. I, I say it's a hard K on the end. It's actually a, a, a sort of a <laughs> sort, of, <sighs> sort of sound. So it's Glen Finnick. <laughs> um, um, the you get a lot of that in 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 Scotland, um, where they have rather than a a, a lake, they have a loch. Mm -hmm. So you so it's sort of it's kind of a it's kind of a um, it's kind of at the back of your back of your throat. You pronounce this sort of. <laughs> Ah, then, then the Germans are, are safe there, and it's the same like Loch. Yes. Loch in German yes. means, means hole, a hole in the ground. It's a loch. Prob prob probably similar then, yeah. 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 Might, might well be a related word, but um, I know a lot of, um, I mean, it's clearly related to, to, to lake, and in Ireland you have a, like, I'm not sure of the pronunciation in Ireland, but you would spell it L-O-U-G-H. Luke. Yeah, so they—that's that's the, the the sort of Irish equivalent. Um, so all these words are kind of all connected to each other. Um, Sorry, Ireland. <laughs> I I I often <clears throat> I'm very 
I'm very cowardly when it comes to other languages because I'm more worried about getting them wrong um, than I am. I used to, um, and I have to apologize to Wales, um, which is um, part of the, U the UK and the country just to the west of England. Um, and they have a, a, a language of their own. Um, they have the, the, the Welsh language is, is obviously very old and um, it, it's kind of related to a lot of the, the English language. A lot of it comes from sort of Europe and the Germanic sort of countries of, of, of old. <coughs> um, whereas Welsh is sort of one of the Celtic languages. And, and I remember, some, uh, I remember I, a job I used to do where occasionally I would run into sort of Welsh place names and things. And I was a terrible coward because I would always, I would always be really reluctant to try and pronounce them because it's like I always feel like I'm being more offensive if I pronounce them wrong. And then, you know, I sort of thought about it to myself and thought, yeah, but you're, you know, I'm, I'm literally sitting here saying, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about the town that you live in because I can't, I can't pronounce it. I was like, That's kind of more offensive, I think, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so. Was Welsh the language with the bunch of consonants in the middle of the world? Word, word. Welsh, um, yeah, it has. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm not a, uh, an, a so I don't want to speak out of turn. But it has a lot of. Um, <clears throat> it has certain sounds that are represented by not additional letters in the alphabet, but by. Um, combinations of existing letters so in in welsh you'll find a lot of uh place names have a double l on the front there's uh there's quite a lot of towns and uh, and whatever that start with two l's and in welsh it's kind of um uh it's a it, the sound is so it's a sort of a hit so it's a sort of an s but from out of the side of your tongue or the sides of your tongue so you end up with plan and it's a lot of them start with, uh, there's a, a town that we used to go on holiday to in the north of Wales called Llandudno. And it's it's because that sound doesn't have a letter in the Roman alphabet. So they they make one up with a, what do they call it when they put two letters together? There's a word for it. Double I can't think. Yeah, that'll do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it... it, it because the pronunciation in, in Welsh of, of various different letters and combinations of letters is, is quite different from um, from what it would be in English, um, you can end up with, you look at a Welsh name or a Welsh, Welsh word, and it can look quite complicated in terms of, you know, what, like you said, it's, they often have a lot of consonants and so forth. And it's because you don't necessarily pronounce it like it looks it's a little bit like a lot of the, the um, Irish Gaelic and Scottish Gaelic are very similar. The, 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 what you actually see on written on the page isn't isn't always how it would sound if it was re read out, and it can be it can it can throw people a little bit. In the UK, there is, I think, quite a lot of different languages, right? Yes. You have Scottish mm -hmm. or Gaelic, yep. then you have Irish Irish Gaelic. You have English in England, more or less. Then you have Welsh. Cornish yeah. is also, right, one language? Corn 
Cornish is a language, yeah. Yeah. Then you have Manx. Yeah. I love man. That's right. And then you have a whole lot of dialects there. Yes. Yes, and that's and that's not including I don't really know how to how to put it languages that you know other 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 people have have brought you know uh, when um, people have come to live here. I'm, I'm always hesitant about using the word migrant these days, but you know people migrate, they come to live in in in, in the UK, and they they often bring their languages with them. So you know, not counting sort of these those these imported. Uh, languages that have been brought in from from other countries, of which there are an enormous amount, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, thriving and 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 you know doing very well in the UK. And uh, um, but certainly in terms of what you would think of as, again, I'm 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 always a little bit careful about how to phrase these things. But what you would think of as the native, you know, languages of the of the of the UK and and Ireland, because it should. It's always important to note, um, and I think a lot of people who are sort of not not from this, uh, from here or from from this area, um, can can be a little bit foggy about this. Um, Ireland itself is a separate country; it's not part of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so you'll see the two islands. You've got the the the, the island of Great Britain, which is the, the 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 sort of slightly taller one on the east side. Um, with the pointy bits, and the sort of the, the the slightly kind of more oval-looking one on the west, that is the island of Ireland. Um, there is a little bit of the United Kingdom, which is at the top top point of the island of Ireland, is Northern Ireland, and that is part of the United Kingdom. The rest of it is the Republic of Ireland, which is a separate country. So talking about languages um yes irish gaelic is spoken uh on that island plenty of irish people live in um the uk including on the island of great britain and they speak gaelic uh, they speak their irish gaelic um so yes it is here but it's just important to note you know it's not when we say the languages of the uk ireland most of ireland is not in the uk but yes we so we have the the scots Scotland is the sort of the top bit of the Western Island, uh, the Eastern Island, sorry, and that is um, part of the UK. And they have a Scottish version of Gaelic, which they call Gaelic. And they also have what's called Scots, which is a separate language. It's, a, it's um, I don't really know how you would describe it. It has a lot of English in it, but it's not quite English. You see what I mean? Mm, is it a, a dialect? It's, it's like a dialect, but, but more so. I think they I think they classify it as it's there are so many variant words from English that it actually counts as a separate language rather than just a dialect but there's a lot of English in it if you But it mean. belongs to the same language family. Uh I think so yeah. If you if you uh, are familiar with the uh, Robbie Burns the poet Robert no. Burns? No. Robert Burns maybe I <clears throat> know one of his poems, but I never heard his, heard his name. I don't. Um, I'm not a great expert. I know he, he, but he wrote in Scots. So the only the only sort of lines of his I know are the opening lines to a poem that he he um, wrote to a to a mouse that he disturbed in the field. And the first line is, "We slicket curren temerus beastie, or a panic's in thy bestie," and it's. 
basically he's saying um, we slick it curin. So that's um, little slick it would mean kind of a little scurrying creature, a little, you know, that kind of thing. Cowering and timorous. So cowering and timorous are English words, but they're not sort of, they're different enough that they become a different language, if you see what I mean. I don't know. You'd have to ask a linguist what the, the exact, um, uh, what the lines are and, and, and so on, what the, the boundary is between one and the other. But I believe it is a language rather than anything else. I think sometimes it's very hard to tell if where mm. a real boundary is because languages are moving and evolving. Yes. I mean, in German, Germany is also like some people may know is, I have, can't find the word, is a federal state. We, yep. German, Germany is not uh, one country. We have in, in fact 16 states which yep. are more or less independent. And every state have its regions and every region has more or less their own dialect. So yes. if I'm from the northwestern part of Germany and I speak standard German and I speak the East Frisian dialect, but if I would meet with a Bavarian and he would speak his Bavarian dialect or more or less languages can also describe it almost as a language. I, yeah. I, I could not get anything he would be saying to me because it's so different. They're so different from each other. Yeah. yeah. One people wrote or said, if I remember correctly, the regional languages have more in common with their, with their language from the neighboring con countries than with the German language itself. Okay. Like the what I speak or what my grandparents spoke is very very close to Dutch, so they could communicate with Dutch people. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it is it is fascinating when you you sort of start to to look at the sort of uh, the 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 evolution of these uh, of these languages and 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 as you say, how much how much connection there is between a lot of them. Um, I know uh, Old English, because English had, had, has basically had three sort of periods to it. There is um, the English that we speak now, which has varied quite a lot over the last couple of hundred years anyway. And prior to that, there was Middle English, um, where you're going to, um, you went back to to like Chaucer and people like that. And then you're into Old English, which is essentially sort of as it began to evolve from the Saxon language into, um, you know, and they are very, very different. Somebody speaking modern English or who, who, who only spoke modern English, I, you couldn't listen to somebody speaking Old, old English and understand what mm. they were saying. Yeah, same and with uh, it's a, it sounds like a similar sort of thing. And you have um, different registers, don't you, in in German? Am I right? You have because I know you've you've I know you've spoken about sort of High German and whatever before. Is it is it like there are are these sort of regional things, or are they for different uh, levels of formality, or or, or or what are they? What is the register in this context? I have to ask. Uh, I mean, it's um, I might be using the word wrongly. Um, 
from from my understanding a, a, a register in language would be be how for example for if you're being if you're being very formal it's like in in english we have um you you find a pattern where words that are used when you're trying to be very official um are often words with a latin base to them so they are often they're often words that come from we we often have two words for the same thing in english and one of them is a very formal word um and that's often um like for example there is the the word ascertain um which means to find out so ascertain is from a romance language base so that's evolved mm. in from other languages in 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 sort of from sort of the latin speaking parts of europe find out which is which would consider to be a more informal way of saying the same thing so okay. can you just go and find can you go and find out why such a thing has happened that's would very interesting when the train is due to arrive yes well that would be very formal and that and and you might find depending on where you were and what the context was if you if you said to um someone um uh would you ascertain and disclose to me um the departure time of the next train that would be a a, a an over the top formal way of talking to somebody and they would look at you like you were a bit strange if you said okay. you couldn't find out when the next train is and tell me could you very very informal much more sort of conversational so when i i mean i don't know like i said i'm not a linguist i don't know whether i'm using the word right but i've always understood that a register is 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 different levels of of, of sort of uh suitability for given purposes so it's like i want to i'm i'm talking to i'm giving a presentation to i don't know the house of common the house of commons or the house of lords or something so i want to be i want to be very formal i would use a more formal register than if i was talking to my friends in the pub i'm not sure if there is something like this exactly in the german language what we have is obviously we have standard clean german mm -hmm. and then we have a more colloquial german yeah high german and which you use in your everyday languages or with, in everyday situations or with your coworkers, friends. Yes. Uh, we have, uh, if you have a formal occasion, then you would, I guess you would just speak high German, standard German, and you would try to pronounce everything correctly and you will not shorten any words. Okay. But the more informal it gets, the more slurred words can be, the more, um, in German you would say, verschliffen, uh, the, the end, like sometimes the G becomes more soft to a H sound or the H sound. Okay. Like in, in German, way is, in standard German, the way where you go is, uh, is ein Weg. And I'm if you and if you uh, I don't know how to say this if you verschleifen this then it's weg. Okay. You don't speak it clean. You don't pronounce it cleanly. You become lazy how in in your way of talking more or less. Uh, all right. Okay. And of course, the more informal it gets, the more of your local dialect you will put into it. The more local words you will put into it. Hmm. It's like. It yeah. sounds. Sorry, go on. 
like the bre breakfast roll, the small bread, the small piece of bread, which are okay. in, if you go to South Germany, for example, then you will most likely order a Semmel from the bakery. And a Semmel? Yes. And okay. if you go to northwestern Germany, you will have a Brötchen, which is more or less just Brötchen. direct meaning small bread. All right. And, and uh, if you go to Berlin, for example, you will order a Schrippe. 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 Okay. So it's like this. You will get your local dialect words inside your colloquial talking. It's it's interesting that you pick um, a bread roll for your example because in English there are so many words for those, and we have regular arguments over which is the right one. <laughs> in I've always thought of them as bread rolls or rolls around the area where I'm where we we currently live. They're also called cobs. They're called baps. A city not far away calls them balm cakes. Okay. Muffins. There's again, there's there's all sorts of words for them, and everybody insists that their word is the right one. As <laughs> <laughs> usual. So it's uh, we can we can have some we can spend we can spend many hours arguing over over that one. And, and also, uh, have you ever have you ever heard of a scone? A scone. S C O N E. Yes, the scone of scone. Yeah, or a scone. Yeah, I know this. The, because the scones, yeah, scones is yeah. with clotted cream, right, for tea time. That's right, exactly. And some people will call them scones, and some people will call them scones. And again, however you pronounce it is the correct way, and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> yes, of course, it's not we are wrong; it's the other people. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's the same like driving. Yeah. Everything. Everybody who's driving slower than you is not able to steer a car, and everybody who's driving faster of you is a speeding maniac. Just yes, you exactly. manage to happen to <laughs> drive the exact correct speed. You're the one that gets it right. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> well, we appear to have done language today. <laughs> yes. And there we were wondering what we'd, what we'd be talking about. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, this is I, I'm always happy to um, you know always happy to, to to learn new things and to uh, think about things in in new ways is is partly what I'm about. So uh, anything like uh, anything like that, I'm I'm absolutely good with. The third thing people tend to learn in a new language is also what I feel very interesting are swear words because they are the fun part to learn. Oh, of course. Yeah, you want to you want to be able to to express yourself properly. You can't do it if you can't swear. <laughs> and also, what I think very is that's very <laughs> interesting is how intense certain swear words are perceived in different countries. Yeah, like in America, you can't drop the f bomb, but you can say stuff like shit. Mm-hmm. And in other cultures, it's it's a more or less a taboo to use the Lord's name in vain, as they say. Yes, that's true. Yeah, it's uh, you can you can cause a, <coughs> a great deal of offense in certain um, communities with that, whereas others 
it just doesn't become a thing. I mean, like you say, for for Americans, the F word is uh, considered very offensive. In Britain, it's punctuation. Yeah, here in Germany, yeah. that's <laughs> You know, it's just it's to us, it's it sort of tends to be, you know, like we we would say um or uh or whatever. It's just a you know, we just pepper it all over the place. <laughs> there are places well, which, where you which, wouldn't, obviously. But. Which PG level are we attempting to to maintain? <laughs> for this, for this, for the podcast. For, our, I, for this podcast. I genuinely have no idea. I will take my lead from you. Do we want to, I mean, we can decide it right here or not. Do we want to keep it clean or do we want to swear like sailors? I'm happy to swear. <laughs> okay, then we swear. In, okay. in in German and I know in British English, fuck can be a noun, a verb, an adjective, and everything in between, yes. I guess. Absolutely. It's, it is one of the most versatile words we've got. You can use it for literally fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> you can say, oh, you fuck. Fuck that fucking fuck over here. Yeah. Yes, you can use it for fucking everything, <laughs> as opposed to something that you can't use for anything, in which case you could use that for fuck all. Yeah. So that's... You see, there's a whole podcast, there's a whole episode to yeah. be done just on the versatility yeah. of swear words. And then, depending on which vowel you put in front of fuck, you have different levels of fucked up Okay. Yeah. Ah, fuck. Ah, fuck. Oh, you have. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'd never, I'd never thought of it like that. Yeah. I honestly hadn't, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Languages are beautiful. <laughs> they certainly are. Right. So, do you think we've? Do you think we've? Uh, we, we lost the whole North American continent. Yeah, the Irish <laughs> or the Torians. I've offended the Welsh. The, the Welsh, the which I offended the Bavarians and the rest of Germany, who is not part of Northwestern Germany, and even there, the next village will tend to disagree with my opinion. Yeah, it's going to take the Scots a long time to get over my uh, pronunciation of that poem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's before I even started on William McGonagall. Oh, I'm going to have not to tell you about... No, not related to Professor McGonagall. Not I'm going to have to tell you about William McGonagall, though. William McGonagall is another Scottish poet. Well, he's actually Irish, but he was living in Scotland, and he's considered a Scottish poet. Um, and Unless the Irish he's, claim him. He's brilliant. Was. He lived around, around the turn of the 20th century. Okay. And he's brilliant. I'm going to tell you all about McGonagall next time we speak. Oh, I'm looking forward. One of my favorite <laughs> Scots words is, by the way, we. We? We. We as in little. Little, yes. And do you know the opposite of we? No. Teach me. Muckle. Senpai. Muckle. 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 M-U-C-K-L-E. Muckle. Means big. And, of course, dram. A dram of whiskey. A dram of whiskey? Yep. Yep. Is a, uh, a a drink of indeterminate size, but generally thought to be quite a small one. But uh, <clears throat> I've been to Scotland, and I can tell you, 
drums can be quite impressive. No, it's um. <laughs> oh, they have some wonderful words. And, uh, and drums tend to come in groups. I learned. Oh yes. And one for the road, of course. Yeah. My dad, um, my dad's a Scot, and um, he he used to. So I used to, I grew up with quite a lot of these words, and um, uh, some of them are. There's some wonderful, wonderful words in Scots. But we will talk about those as well. Yes. But then for now. It is the end. It is probably a good time to, to call it a uh, call it a whatever it was. Call it an afternoon. Call it an evening for you, I believe. Yes. And I teach you, let me teach you a beautiful German word, which for there is no English translation, if I remember correctly. Oh, I love, I love these. Feierabend. Feierabend. Yes, we make Feierabend. Meaning, Feierabend. you drop the hammer, you put on your lunchbox into your bag, yeah. you say goodbye to your boss, and then you don't care about it, about your work until your next day. That sounds good. You could call the podcast that if you wanted to. This is mm. us. Oh. I, I, I think <laughs> we, we have to keep it more or less international. So, yeah, fair enough. Because the, if we don't have any non German, if we have any non German listeners who will think, what the fuck? <laughs> How to write this? <laughs> I already searched for the podcast for the fifth time and I still can't find any results. <laughs> oh, bearing in mind how many attempts it took me to type um, the um, the name of the general channel <laughs> on this <laughs> on this general recording Senator. app. General channel. So, so yep. Yeah. Uh, then, to our lovely listeners, as your wife tend to say in your podcast, which we can drop yep. a commercial in here, the Frithcast, highly recommended. Okay, thank you. Uh, cross promo. <laughs> we happily will. Yeah, and uh, thank you for listening. It's uh, and uh, thank you for um, uh, bearing with us while we had a bit of a ramble through some. Language issues. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you again in the next one. Uh, yep. At which point we will be discussing something. <laughs> something. Random bits of knowledge. Yes. We like Maybe this. it's history. Maybe it's gaming. Maybe it's language. Even more language. We'll see what, uh, um, we'll see what pops up. Yes. So uh, until then. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.